Hi everyone, you're listening to episode 49 of The Cheerful Cynics with me, Gaia, and spicy tuna, Pooj. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact or if you have any questions, you can email us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at the Cheerful Cynics Podcast. How's it going, Pooj? There is hope. There is hope? Yeah, it feels like it's not the end of the world anymore. Oh, yes. Temporarily. But, you know, people are being allowed outside, you know, going back into shops and some bars and restaurants have been opening up and selling things at the front door. And yeah, it's good. It's like dipping the toe into normalcy, but you're not really quite getting in there. Not quite there, but getting there. Just testing the water. <laughs> so it's, it's quite nice that we're kind of slowly crawling out of that zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows how long for, right? Yeah, exactly. I know it could all just be temporary, but we'll see. But speaking of the end of the world, did you know that there's actually a lot going on that's preserving the world for future generations, should the world or civilization end? Really? Yeah. Wow. So like those doomsday preppers. Oh. Do you remember those guys? No. Is that a real term? Doomsday yeah. preppers. Yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a TV show called Doomsday Preppers. Yeah. And it followed people around who prepare for all sorts of different disasters. Uh, so they've got underground bunkers full of food and equipment and Everything they need to live off the grid in case civilization comes to a crumble. Oh, wow. Yeah, I need to watch this, I think. Yeah, it's really good. There's, a, there's actually something called the Survival Condo Project in Kansas in the US. Have you heard of that? Uh, no, what's that? So it's like a luxury doomsday off-grid bunker for the super rich. It's like a 15-story underground bunker built in an abandoned missile silo in the US. Wait, this is just for the super rich, yeah? Uh, well, yeah. I yeah. mean... I mean, not not people like us, unfortunately, because I'm guessing all, all the all the other poor people will be wiped out by then, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Great. OK. <laughs> and considering these condos are basically luxury living spaces with a community pool, there's a theatre, there's, there's rock climbing walls, what? there's even a dog park. What? <laughs> there's a dog yeah. park <laughs> underground. underground. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe there's a pool and a dog park underground, Pooch. <laughs> it's incredible, right? <laughs> what the hell? So the human race is going to be saved by this 1% and their dogs, I guess. <laughs> yep. And they've got all these penthouse units. And some of them start around four and a half million dollars, which oh, is shit. a two level, three and a half thousand square foot home. Fuck. Four and a half million dollars. Shit. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, I think the cheapest option is about one and a half million and you get basically oh, a closet. It's like central London. <laughs> so I prefer to live in central London. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd prefer to be wiped out <laughs> than have to pay $1.5 million to live underground. Yeah, it's a bit spicy, right? <laughs> yeah. It seems a little bit elitist, you know. A little bit. It's pretty obvious because it's so damn expensive. Their website actually says that they, they seek people with the financial resources interest, education, experience, and desire to participate in the shared tasks of survival under different circumstances. What? We want people with good values and we will screen applicants for what? criminal backgrounds. To me, what? these people sound insufferable. Oh my God. Do I want to be stuck living <laughs> with these people? <laughs> they screen people. Yeah. I mean, I guess you don't want to be stuck with a criminal when the world ends, right? But then it doesn't really scream diversity to me, right? They want people that have this, the same kind of education or similar way of thinking good values yeah i mean and also do they make them do like a fitness test to see if they're actually fit enough to participate during these difficult circumstances <laughs> yeah i'm not sure there's so many questions <laughs> i mean like they, their interest is education but how many teachers are going to be rich enough to go there 
None. Oh, yeah, <laughs> not <true>. one. <laughs> they do not get paid enough to be able to. What was it? One point five million dollars. They don't get paid yeah. nearly that much. <laughs> I know, and these are all going to be oil barons, and you know, like CEOs, celebrities, bankers, and things like that. That's not oh, diverse. There's no, gonna, yeah, that's not going to work. No. But they do use some cool technology to ensure they're fully off the grid. Well, good for them, I guess. I mean, <laughs> us ninety nine percenters will just have to die out, I guess. <laughs> yay so happy about that what about these dogs though Pooj I mean I need to go back to this dog park because that's quite a specific thing to call out that they have a dog park (laughs) yeah underground right underground dog park (laughs) I mean is this like Noah's Ark do they pick the animals or like what happens with the cats are they involved or not it's just no 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 cats (laughs) as much as I love cats they wouldn't no you don't want cats (laughs) no no fresh air <laughs> with it. Well, it depends on how big the cat is. It, I wouldn't mind like something huge, like a tiger. That's not the kind of cat that I was talking about, Pooj. Oh, right. <laughs> Domesticated feline. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I don't think that's for us. I don't think we'll ever get there. But you know, it's nice to know some people are sorted when the when the world ends. Good for yeah, them. It's been considered, which is quite nice, right? <laughs> yeah. The end of the world. <laughs> yeah, they thought about it. All right, cool. <laughs> But something that is a little bit happier is um, the Svalbard Global Seed Vault. Have you heard of this? It's so cool. So oh, I think so. Yeah, I've seen pictures of it and it's like this. Um, it looks like an entrance into the underworld. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It does. And all I really know about it is that it kind of holds all these seeds or something. And just in case we run out of seeds. Yeah, something like that. So <laughs> it's a nice try, Pooch. <laughs> You're like uh, underground. That's a manifesto. <laughs> we have seeds if you run out. And we are underground. <laughs> well, <laughs> so the vault, it's uh, buried really deep inside a mountain. I think it's a mountain, yeah. On a, on a remote island between Norway and the North Pole. So really cold. And it's actually Ooh. the furthest north a commercial airline can fly. Oh. Yeah. That could be my next holiday spot. Yeah. yeah I'll just pack my bags yeah. and off I go. I can um, maybe work there. Get a job <laughs> in the fridge. Job. If you like the cold and you like scientific research, then go for it. There's nothing else there for you, Pooge. I'm all about science. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so they're doing this in case of an apocalypse. Is that right? Sort of yes and sort of no. So the goal is to find and house a copy of every unique seed that exists in the world. So samples are collected from all over the world. And even countries can actually deposit seeds from their borders as well, which is quite cool. Wow. So yeah. it's like a global project. Yeah, and it's it's a bit nicer than the exclusivity of that condo that you were talking about. Yeah, and they're working together, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. So what else are they doing? And so that is it preparing purely for an apocalypse? Well, it could be useful if there was an apocalypse and we had to replant the earth. But their immediate focus is the fact that over the past 60 years, agricultural practices have changed so much because of, you know, large scale crop production. And yeah. biodiversity has actually reduced so much. So I think there's actually only 30 crops provide like most, I think it's like 95% of human food energy needs. Only 30 crops. Ooh, that's not good. What no. happened to the rest of them? They all died out. So we're all eating the same stuff. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think the US has lost about over 90% of its fruit and vegetable varieties since like the early 1900s. It's just Ooh. died out. We're all eating the same that's shit. shocking. I didn't realize they ate fruit and vegetables out there. <laughs> it's terrifying. There are some places where there is no access to fruit and vegetables in the US. So that could be part of it as well. But I mean, you know, all of this wow. lack of biodiversity brings like a massive risk, right? Because it means that food supplies can be easily wiped out. 
So imagine when you, if you would inbreed humans, they get all sorts of fucked up diseases and ailments, right? It's the same thing, but with the, with the yeah. seeds and the plants. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. And also for the record, I do not inbreed humans, as per your accusation. Well, I don't know what you do outside <laughs> the cheerful civics, Pooch. <laughs> <laughs> it's my side project. You know? <laughs> I'm going solo. <laughs> yeah. Just duplicating yourself. <laughs> So this vault is to actually ensure that there's a library so people can grow more diverse crops and plants to secure the future. You know, if we do need access to different crops, then we can go get it. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. I mean, it's basically a sperm bank for plants. What? Like, you know, take a seed and come again. Well, okay, you've ruined <laughs> that image for me now, Pooge, because it was a really nice <laughs> little plant area where they kept seeds and now you've turned it into a massive global sperm bank. <laughs> Here are your armbands. Oh, God. Get stuck in. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so what else do you think we need to be archiving for the future? Because we've got these seeds. You know, those those one percenters, they need they need stuff for the future. What should we say for them? Ooh, I mean, definitely they'll want their caviar. So you need some fish, <laughs> right? Some and you're like, fish. oh, you know, I need my lapsang souchong tea is yeah. no good. So I imagine you need some tea leaves. Tea leaves, you need some champagne. Champagne, right. yeah. So you need grapes. Grapes. I mean, the important things. Yeah. Probably like Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. Yeah, all the electronic stuff. That's not yeah. even written down anymore. Well, kind of. So there's actually an organization that's doing something like that. It's called the ARC Missions Foundation. It's in Ooh. the US and it's a nonprofit organization. And they basically archive the knowledge and species of the entire Earth for future generations. That's their mission to basically save everything and archive everything that they can. Oh, print screen. There's yeah. a lot of print screening going on, I imagine, right? <laughs> print screen all the time, everywhere. That button's just worn <laughs> away on every computer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's oh, really wow. cool because I think like one of their missions is to actually store the stuff all over the Earth and actually around the solar system. They put it up in space. Ooh, intergalactic kiosk. Yeah. I like that. Intergalactic library. Yeah, they're going to put that around the solar system. Yeah. That's so cool. So cool. It was actually already in there. So the ARC's Mission Foundation was incorporated in 2016. It's got tons of aims and missions when I was looking at it. So one of them is called the Billion Year Archive. And the goal is to build a solar system scale archive of human civilization that will last for at least billions of years. At least billions of years? At least. Oh my God. You know, how do you plan ahead that far? I don't even know how you do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Oh my God, where do you start, right? I know, this is an incredible <laughs> job. <laughs> Imagine how much data that is. Imagine how many flash drives you'd need. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Your computer's running low on space. Oh, I've got another billion years to go. But like, if you put it in perspective, it's like their pyramids would just be dust by then, right? The human race would be wiped out, but that data would still be floating around space. Wow. They've even put it, one installment in the glove compartment of SpaceX's Tesla, you know, the one that's floating around in space. So it'll be orbiting the sun for like 30 million years. Damn. Isn't that crazy? That's incredible. Crazy. Imagine the cliffhanger for the aliens that never <laughs> saw the second installment. They're like, I saw the first. It was really good. <laughs> you know, they're talking about hunting and there's something about dinosaurs. It's great. Installment two is going to be amazing. And then, oh, wait, we died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so hard to imagine a future entity looking at all this data thinking how weird we were as oh, humans oh god weird stupid i mean we don't set a good example that's for sure do we i mean we're not good for the earth <laughs> don't drag me down with you <laughs> <laughs> we as in the collective human race pooch <laughs> <laughs> 
But, you know, at least somebody out there in a few billion years to come will know about humans and that we existed. So you said they had loads of missions. What else were they doing? Um, well, they want to build a permanent library on the moon and on Mars, which is pretty impressive, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aim high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they want to hold all sorts of data, such as like the entirety of Wikipedia, which I don't know how... I feel like that's infinite, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know how you quantify that. <laughs> but they want to put like human genomes and they want to store other data sets as well. But pretty fucking impressive. Imagine trying to get a library card for that. <laughs> Check oh, that I out. I just got to pop into the library. <laughs> oh, I've got to go to Mars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That one book is in Mars. Fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. And they're also starting something called the Bio Archive, which is really interesting. So this is a mission to collect and preserve the DNA, cells, organisms, and basically ecosystems that populate the Earth. So they've got like a, a little reference for oh, every man. living thing on the planet. I think I've seen this film. Is it like Jurassic Park? Oh, what God. are they going to bring back? And why are they going to bring it back? <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> but instead of the T-Rex being the problem, it will be humans just fuck things up in a billion years' time. <laughs> <laughs> what other things would be terrible to revive after a billion years? COVID-19. Probably don't want to deal with that shit. COVID-21. <laughs> COVID-22. COVID-2 <laughs> billion by then. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess all computer viruses. Imagine that just takes yeah. out the, the futuristic computer. So there's actually another archive or vault. I guess it's more of a vault, but it's being created at the moment. And the plan is to preserve all open source software and code. So much like that global seed vault, but, you know, code. Oh, cool. That's actually quite a good idea, right? Kind of given that our society basically revolves around code, like yeah. all that pornography, right? Oh, what? Okay. But I was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't where I was thinking of going with code. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, it's called the GitHub Archive Program. I think it's owned by GitHub, which is a organization. And it only started early this year. So it's, it's a baby compared to all the other ones that we spoke about. In all seriousness, it's actually a really good idea, right? All yeah. the programming that's taken us years to come up with. Might as well save it. Yeah, exactly. And if something bad were to happen, like a massive disaster, then we could technically be able to rebuild society because you wouldn't have to do all of that legwork to kind of code everything. It'd all be there. Yeah, exactly. And does it work in the same way as the Global Seed Vault? I don't know. So the problem is that it's because it's new. I couldn't really find that much information about it. But essentially, it'll keep all code and have like an index that people can read and it will just guide them on how to recover and use the data and the code. So it's actually really interesting. Funnily, it's only a mile down the road from that global seed vault. Oh, really? <laughs> They're neighbours. Yeah, literally right next to each other. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Imagine finding, oh, hello, neighbour. What do you do? <laughs> really? Everyone stay away from Valbard because, you know, that's where literally the entire Earth is saved. <laughs> Damn, that's the Earth save point. So I understand how seeds are stored. I guess you just put them somewhere, right? <laughs> but how do you store something that's code? Like just like USB sticks or old records? Oh, who knows? Yeah, so um, they actually use microfilm reels. So, you know, like those old movies, they're on those reels. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they're coated with iron oxide powder, which apparently makes them super resistant. Um, and then you literally have, you're just going to have to use your magnifying glass to read the data. And it could be pictures or lines of code or, or whatever. And I think it's supposed to last up to 750 years or even 2000 years if it's like really good conditions. Oh, that's pretty cool, right? So I, I guess that's why they've 
chosen that location because it's already cold. They don't have to spend lots of money trying to keep it cold. Yeah, it's dry, it's cold. So did they have anything cool stored in there at the moment? I mean, I guess it is pretty new, but... Yeah, so they've only started a couple of uh, months ago. So I read that they have already started storing Linux and Android operating systems, few archives of the Vatican, which is really interesting. And what was it? Like quite a lot of Italian movies. I'm not sure like if that was in the order of, you know, importance. (laughs) But, you know. (laughs) Maybe they're just trying to get some traction. You know, say, oh, look, guys, look, we're doing something new. Oh, so we've got Android that signed up and... Oh, we've got an Italian film. Just download it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's interesting to a lot of people then, right? You've got like the techies interested. You've got the religious people interested. And then you've got everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there you go. But at least there'll be YouTube in the future, Pooj. Yeah, but I have nothing to watch it on because we won't have power. <laughs> what about that? No, but the people in the condos, they're self-sufficient. They generate their own power. They'll be fine. We're not going to survive the apocalypse, Pooj. We're not rich enough to have a condo. <laughs> We've got nowhere to live. Yeah, I, uh, my survival skills are pretty poor. I don't think you'll survive. I won't survive either. It's fine. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to live in, a, in an abandoned missile silo. That sounds just a bit creepy. Yeah, I guess so. But you said it's luxury, so I feel like they'd make it look nice. Yeah, well, exposed brickwork. <laughs> That's luxury, isn't it? But it's luxury when <laughs> everything around you is dead. <laughs> well, look, you can actually see the worms crawling around. It's all yeah. about perspective. <laughs> so I think that's all we have time for, Pooch. So we know we're not going to survive an apocalypse because we can't afford to live in that luxury survival condo. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice saying (laughs) you're. Yeah. I don't want to sleep next to a missile. Yeah. Hell no. no. (laughs) (laughs) But at least the story of human civilization will be preserved somewhere on Earth or it could be floating around in space in a few years, Pooch. Intergalactic Netflix. Yeah. And maybe, just maybe, the Cheerful Cynics podcast will be floating around in space. Oh my gosh. Oh, and then the aliens will be listening and they think, wow, that guy's got an amazing voice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're human or an alien billions of years from now, thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can find us on Instagram at the Cheerful Cynics podcast or get in touch by emailing us at the Cheerful Cynics at gmail.com. Have a good week wherever you are. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 